It's great to have you here as we round out the Habits of Jesus series with part five. I'm talking about slowing down. My name's Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really, it's my job to help us guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that we can all grow our faith throughout the week. Today, I sit down with Riley, one of our communicators at Beyond, and we talk about how the hustle culture and how we are in a, in a world that really idolizes hurry and busyness is actually not the way that Jesus wants us to live. So please stay tuned for our conversation as we talk about how slowing down is going to benefit you. I don't do intros anymore. I just kind of, they just kind of <laughs> go into the podcast. Too good. Sorry. Start with the too good. Start with the too, I will start with the too good. Um, I used like, to do um, like, g'day and welcome. But I realise I always say g'day. Yeah. I never say welcome and g'day. And I never say just one. No, I always, I start with g'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. And that's before, so you would have already heard that. But then I go... Just oh, into a this. seamless transition into the conversation I'm having with Riley Brown. Excellent. I'm using that for, I'm using that for the podcast. You are here <laughs> really? with me, Riley. Oh, we are fantastic. coming to you live from the Beyond the Message podcast studio. Live from the studio today, like you always a treat. <laughs> we the love studio. the studio. Uh, it's great to be here, and we're talking about slowing down. Can you give us the best impression, or not even impression, just best version, slow motion version of slowing down? Slow. Exactly what I was looking for. Slowing down. Wonderful. How good is that? We're talking about slowing down. And Riley, it's great to be here because we are on school holidays. We both work in schools. Oh, we are. And uh, we are slowing down for for two weeks straight. I'm a little bit sunburnt, actually, (laughs) from slowing down. I got, yeah, I sunscreened up. I put zinc on yesterday. I missed a good section of my shoulders. And I'm a little bit red. But that's okay. I'm in a very comfy chair, sipping on this lovely tea that you've prepared. In and again, we are in the studio. The podcast so, studio. The podcast studio. It's great to be here. Always. Um, but we are slowing down. Um, and we believe that the slowing down is actually a discipline, a habit of Jesus, not reserved for holidays. Mm. So while we are on holidays, we're having a bit of a break, catching up with family, with friends, probably catching up with our study. Um, you know, we, we're doing that now, but we actually believe as Christians... That slowing down is core to to what we believe. Yep. That living a busy life uh, actually leads to to not great places. Mm. Um, that bit, but but being present, being um, you know available in what we do, mm. being thorough in you know in, in all things that we're engaged in, not kind of frantically going from one thing to the next, um, is actually the way to live as Christians. So we're going to unpack how Jesus fits into that in this episode, because yep. you might be thinking, what's the link? But well, we will get you to that point. If you haven't already, check out the last episode of Beyond at Home. Um, Riley's done a cracker job with Pat. Shout out to Pat. Oh, big shout out to Pat. Uh, Pat is a genius, Lockie. So double shout out to Pat if you, if you have seen the episode. Um, yeah. We have amazing leaders at Beyond. Um, and Pat is amazing in his creativity and gifting. He is. We'll have to get him in the podcast studio at, at some stage. We will. It's a great studio. It's a great studio. Uh, wonderful. Well, let's get cracking in. We'll get... Uh, straight into our four questions for our four Monday, and um, Riley, the first one: Does slowing down, does you know, kind of doing less and at a, at a slower pace, does slowing down mean I will actually achieve less in life? 
doesn't mean I will achieve less if I slow down. Yes. No. You're going to have to talk me through this one because that doesn't seem to make sense. That's cool. Well, I just, I had to just double check where I stood on that statement. I've just said it through my head slower again. Um, my answer, yes, is, is no. So does slowing down mean I will achieve less? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, you'll have to explain this because uh, our culture is telling us, right, that doing more yeah yeah like more input equals more output that's yes. pretty mathematical right yeah. that makes sense but kind of what you're saying is less input equals more output mm. in in a way mm. well i think and i think you've hit the nail on the head too like i think very much right now uh even talking like you said we work within a school talking to some grade 12 students before we even wrapped up the term who were looking at kind of this entrepreneurial pathway and i think it's very much within the the culture of becoming an entrepreneur in the business world, but even um, we just see it in this culture of busyness, not just in young adults, but also in families as well. And this, uh, the, the speed of the world that we live in right now on social media, we can always go back to social media, the, the output of information we're mm. getting, uh, news headlines, the, the flashing, and then uh, on the TV of, of what's happened next, different alerts, notifications on our phone. Um, it's a real hustle. Hits, yeah, this, this hustle, uh, grind culture. Um, that we're seeing yeah and uh, I think when it, it comes to this idea of slowing down it just it doesn't fit in there or mm. or it's really uh, you know it's really easy for us to say that slowing down or taking the time to, to stop and just be present for a moment doesn't fit because we need to move faster um, and it's really obvious to see as well that in this season of things as well in this year that maybe for you uh, I don't know for myself uh, but maybe for our friends listening in, like your, your capacity has felt like it's been stretched um, or we've kind of hit that full tank. Like we get to a point where we uh, where we can break and we can burn out or we see the symptoms of what's leading up to that before kind of the, the failure of things uh, where, um, you know, we become that frustrated person, we become that envious person or, or that bitter person. And that doesn't just take a toll on us in our own maybe, um, you know, emotional health, mental health, things going on. Uh, for us but also takes a toll on the people around us as well so when it comes to this idea of slowing down it's not just this time of refueling so we get a refresh and a restart come on because we're in school holidays right now like you're saying lock both working in school we have time to slow down yeah outside of study but there's there's time to to slow down even in study when you have that mid-sem break it's meant to be a time with that you can allocate to assignments so but what do we do when we don't always have the time to do the you know the actual time of, of slowing down um, which is why when we're talking about this this life of, of actually living the life called not just to be a Christian, but to be a disciple, yeah. uh, to be a follower and a student, we have so much to learn from the habits of Jesus and how he actually went about living a life where he was never in a rush, he was never in a hurry. We don't read any time in the Bible where Jesus went running from one place to another with the disciples. Um, so what does it actually look like to, to be present and be available to live this life of, of a called life stepping into person that we've been created to be but doing it alongside of other people to the full so good that's really interesting I mean again we're, we're bringing out this idea of school holidays you're about to lose a coaster there Riley <laughs> uh, in the studio in the studio and um, you know like potentially this idea of like school holidays uh, is, is actually unhealthy because you know we go hard for 10 weeks and then we take 2 weeks off mm. and that's like we use the 2 weeks to recover from the 10 yes. yep. but I actually think like Potentially, that's how you might see it psychologically. Yeah, yeah. You might not. That's okay. Yep. But that idea of like 10 on, 2 off, or whatever your rhythm might be in your workplace, you might go 20 weeks on and take a week off, mm. whatever it is, it can actually be really unhealthy. 
Um, and what, what I feel you're saying is that it's slowing down in life, mm. not just on holidays. Yeah, yeah, not just in that time where you're able to slow down. This is self-discipline. We yeah. can even take the example of, of school, I think, because you know one of the things I notice, at least coming out of high school, is you don't live by the routine of the bell anymore. <laughs> it's the same even with you know your work holidays. If you're gifted work holidays at different times of the year, you have to, to learn this self-discipline of actually slowing down um, because it's not just kind of a one-off, you know, two-week instalment um, that comes at the end of a, of a school term in any way, but it's actually something that we embed within our everyday. Yeah. Like, we, as a listener, we want you to feel rested and okay mm. and stable and steady and like you're enough, not like you have to frantically rush through life and achieve, achieve, achieve. You don't have to hustle. You don't have to hurry. You don't have to achieve more. We actually want to just urge you for a moment to think about doing less, um, achieving more with less. So I think coming back to that question, like does slowing down mean I, I will achieve less? Absolutely not. From a, a mathematical equation point of view, yes, there's less time to do things. Mm. But as, I think as we slow down and we consider everything and we just take stock of what's in our life and what's around us, we get to be more intentional. So we're not going to be kind of swept up by every little opportunity Um, we're actually going to have a bit of a filter as to what we say yes to what we say no to and I think in the long run it's kind of like a long term investment like compounding interest Um, as you say no to things that aren't important or aren't the best option for us Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to end up committing to things that deserve our commitment and that and and they will eventually be be great uh, of great impact um, rather than just doing these like kind of menial tasks over and over again, um, which really wear us down. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, again, this is where that hurried, frantic pace or even that kind of driven person, that driven culture of wanting to get to a particular spot, like what we learn in this process of slowing is that it's actually not destination. Um, and this is, this is in that, that calling to be a disciple as well. Like it's a process and it's a process of becoming. Yeah. Um, and even as we look at the story that we talked about on the weekend with Jesus and Jairus's daughter, um, Jesus was actually able to do more in the busyness of stepping out of that boat into the crowd where he was given this real urgent situation where someone's daughter uh, was on her deathbed. And at the same time, even in the, the busyness and what should have been a rush to get there at this slow pace that he was walking at, uh, and when we talked about this, this pace of grace, he was actually able to extend grace mm-hmm. to two people that day in the bleeding woman who was also in the crowd as well. So I think we can turn to Jesus as the, as the model there. Definitely. Just, you know, doing, doing the slowing side of yeah. things and not being at that rush pace actually gave him capacity to, you know, Jesus as well, miracle worker, but yeah, yeah. capacity to extend grace to two people that day. But also Jesus was driven. Like he had a massive mission that he was working towards. Mm. So, so please don't take this as slow down, stop, do, like you're not allowed to achieve anything yeah. effective yes. as a Christian. No, well, Absolutely not. God is is sharpening us. He wants us to be effective. He's got ambitions for our life that we, co- we couldn't manufacture for ourselves. And so looking at Jesus, he was effective. He did something pretty cool. We still talk about him 2,000 years on. Uh, he's changed my life and I kind of center everything around him. Yep. So that's pretty big. Mm. Um, he had, a, he had a, a vision and a mission for his life. And, but he didn't hustle. He didn't hurry to get there. He was quite methodical of how of how he went about his life. Um, and we hope you can too. That's mm. that's the that's the idea. We hope you can slow down um, to achieve more meaningful things. Yep. Well put.
So good. Question two, Riley. How do I know if I'm too busy? Um, you know, what, like, is this is this conversation for some people, or is it just for the really busy people? Is it just for you know, Gary V, or is it for uh, is it for everyone? Yeah. Well, listen. Maybe you're you're listening in, and you know, just at this stage of the year that you're in right now, you know, there was definitely moments where you're living at that hurry pace, that rush pace, and, and maybe. You, <laughs> Maybe you've been experiencing the morning rush a lot uh, with, with family at home, trying to get uh, your kids ready for school, trying to get from one place to another, um, just getting road rage in traffic. And uh, yeah, look, I think we should throw out there. I know you can you can talk for yourself, but uh, I know when it comes to slowing down, no way am I coming from any expert <laughs> angle. Um, we were talking earlier on my way here, I was actually in traffic with the real urge of arriving here on time. Um, but I was in that slow lane and, and it is a, it's a, it's a process. It's a learning process too. And I think there's definitely moments where we need to ask God in the midst of hurry and then it's a rush to actually show us what he's teaching us. Mm. Um, but when it comes to, you know, trying to figure out it, you know, am I in a rush or hurry pace or right now? Is there just a lot of things on my place plate that I know I need to do? Um, I, I think one of the, one of the books that I've actually gone to has really helped me with that. There's a book by the name of Tim Chester or an author by the name of Tim Chester who writes a book The Busy Christian's Guide to Busyness a great title a great title but Tim throws out some questions uh, just kind of for us to ask he suggests 12 diagnostic questions to determine how ill we've become with this kind of hurry sickness is what he calls it and and these are the questions he he kind of chucks out just to check in with our souls he asks the question of do you check work emails and phone messages at home has anyone ever said to you, I don't want to trouble you because I know how busy you are? Classic. Asking questions like, do your family or friends complain about not getting time with you? If tomorrow evening we're unexpectedly freed up, would you use it to do work or a household chore? Do you often feel tired during the day or do you find your neck and shoulders aching? Do you pray with your children regularly or your loved ones regularly? Do you have enough time to pray? Do you have a hobby in which you're actively involved with? Or do you eat together as a family or household at least once a day? Those aren't all 12 of the questions that Tim offers but do you pray with your children do i pray with them every day i gotta say lucky i don't pray with ah, my right. kids you're too day. busy you I'm are too, too busy. busy but i think tim just yeah it kind of throws out some really um good questions for us to, to check in with and again i completely understand that there's definitely times where our schedules are just filled up um and we feel like we just need to move on to the next thing to the next thing we have deadlines and plates and when we're in workplaces with things like KPIs or hit mm. markers or when we place, you know, these artificial kind of KPIs or hit markers on ourselves because we, we want to get to a particular yeah. spot. Well, even that voice in your head, just if I could say, like that voice in your head that says, do more work, like you're not doing enough, mm. like that that will drive you to check your emails at home or drive you to, to spend any spare time that you have doing work, right? Definitely. And I think one of the other things coming off Tim Chester, because... There's another book like called Crazy Busy by a fellow by the name of Kevin DeYoung. And I think he has this, this really awesome kind of perspective here. And when it comes to being, uh, you know, living out the mission as, as a disciple, loving God, love, loving others, uh, and, and spreading the good news, spreading the gospel message, modeling Jesus' love to others. He talks about this de facto mission that sometimes we get caught up in, or we do get caught up in, when we live at this hurried lifestyle, this hurried pace. And he says this de facto mission for many of us looks like these kind of three priorities uh, that we need to take care of our house, take care of our home, that we need to meet the next deadline and this priority of of feeling like we need to keep people in my life relatively happy. It causes (laughs) this 
this a de facto uh, mission because we like sometimes we have no idea we're doing it. We're, we're yeah. saying that you know I'm, I'm living out uh, this life and I'm living out a life for God. I want to be imitating God's love to other people, spreading His hope and joy and peace to other people. But we get caught up in this de facto mission and we start you know getting derailed by these other priorities of yeah. like deadlines coming in place and just wanting to keep people in life happy and sometimes it's keeping them happy so that you feel like they're not disappointed with yeah. you or just keeping them happy because that's where your your values are kind of being placed what are those three uh three kind of de facto mission items you call those i think yeah so, so take care of the house so take care you know i get this idea of just like make it functional like it's yep. not putting a huge investment into no. it it's kind of like you just wanted to operate there's jobs that you've been meeting to do for quite a yeah. while that yep. you haven't quite got to it the house is, is clean it's tidy but it's not immaculate it's not you know as you want it to be mm. it kind of might stress you out having clothes on the floor being cluttered things like that so what's the next one next one meet the next deadline meet the next deadline it doesn't sound like you know just that language of meet the next deadline yeah. like it's not like oh, I'm gonna exceed or um put a lot of effort no, in it. I just, just need to get just, there. It's like yep. limping over the line. Yep. And the third one was... Keep people in my life relatively happy. I love that one. For me, that just put it like a Keep sour taste in my mouth. Relatively. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, just happy enough. Yeah. And again, he's he's just used his three priorities. We could probably dissect and, and scrutinize the language more and more and, and kind of learn more in the process. Um, but this isn't... At least I look at this and, and this isn't the the call to mission no I don't want to make people in my life relatively happy no, like I actually want to make the people in my life feel like I love them and, and like they're blessed and again this is the you know the the danger of, of how hurry and frantic pace living and that speed and fast kind of culture and hustle culture can just be an assault on our soul uh, because that keep people in my life relatively happy maybe there's short term contentment in there but it, none of it's talking about long term and again we yeah. talked about how you know, that hustle, hurry culture, you know, if we don't fall in love with the process of it, it's going to break us. Mm. Um, and I think even when we talk about the fruits of the spirit and when you think about people in your life who have modeled Jesus to you really well, just what his love looks like, well, like we're talking about the fruits of the spirit, it's like love, joy, peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, like, and self-control. If anything comes into play that could possibly kill those things in your life or are poisoning those fruits in your life, like we need to find a way to kill it and, and this symptom of, of hurry that comes with this, you know, this, this driven culture that we're a part of, it needs to be something that we know how we can deal with it so it doesn't define us mm. and it doesn't derail us and defile our, our life. Yeah, that's really cool. So you're saying that um, that busy and hurry is kind of like a cancer to all the good things of, of what God's fruit is in our life. Yeah, well, if we think about it, like we... Well, I struggle too. I don't know if you can look, but we can't serve and love people effectively when... In a hurry. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I guess I, I could buy an extra coffee for someone at work mm. or drop by someone's house, but for me, the people who have impacted me the most have have thrown out their night and their plans yep. and sat with me. Yeah. And just had dinner. And that's... And, yeah. and had a few Skittles yep. and a tea... And just and just sat. We had skittles. We had skittles today in the studio. In the studio, uh, and just sat with me yeah. and had all the time in the world, as yeah. if their life didn't matter mm-hmm. for that moment. You know, I was there. I was a priority, and that for me, you know, that's just one example of love. But if you think about most of them, most of the just really nice um, 
you know, times where you feel loved, it's not because someone has, you know, thrown something out of their window, like thrown a bouquet of flowers out of their window. Mm, which is nice. Time. That's a good observation. Go for it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, they, there's, there's beautiful things take time. They, they mm. take a memory. Someone takes a memory yeah. and, and makes yeah. a, a gift based on a memory and a time. And, mm. you know, that, that takes time. That yeah. takes time out of your day. And you can't be hurried or busy mm. and be creative like that. Yeah. And it is presence and it's time. Mm. Like, it's presence and it's time and again we can look at holidays like again school holidays purely thinking about our own selfish kind of context here but we've we've got time over the the next two weeks but to be present Mm. the people there's a lot of ways you can fill up empty time in the day but to actually be present with others present with loved ones present with your family grandparents with your children or present with God Mm. like that's something that we need to be intentional in growing in and what I find you know, amazing luck is, is even what we read about in Mark as well is that Jesus was actually just like the master of being with people. Yeah. Like he was the master of being with. And when Jesus came to choosing or hand choosing his 12 disciples, these dirty dozen of just, you know, fellows that you're like, these are the last people you want to be spreading any message of hope through the world. Like he actually chose them not just for the sake of having people who would just follow him. Mm. But he chose them, and we see in Mark 3, verse 14, he chose them so that they might be with him. Like, that they might be with him. And we see, like, this master of being with in Jesus. Like, Mm. he's the model of being present and the model of of just using time spent well with others. Again, we don't read about him hurrying, running off to get from places. He walked so many places. Like, his Birkenstocks were (laughs) burnt out. My Birkenstocks are on their last (laughs) leg, but, like, his... (laughs) This would have been, yeah, it would have been outrageous, but, um, yeah, I guess when we came to that bottom line from this weekend to in part five, like, of of life is not a race, we were just sort of pace. Like, we we don't have days where we tell ourselves, like, oh, you know, I was so... I'm so joy-filled that I was... You know, I was in such a hurry today. I was so busy, but wow, like I, I loved people really well. Like, mm. you know, Jesus, this master of being with, uh, he loved people well when he was present. And it was just that simple. And we never see the disciples, or at least we never pick it up in the Gospels unless, you know... Unless something... Mark was too busy to write yeah, it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, to write it down. But we never <laughs> see him complaining about Jesus not having enough time to spend with him. Like, yeah. um he would have just been the best fella to take on camping trips. The yeah. Best fella to have skills and a cup of tea with because he was present. It's really interesting. I, I've just had a thought about my own dad and, and kind of my, I guess, really lucky experience of, of growing up with someone who was present. Um, one thing I, I remember about my childhood and, you know, I don't remember my, uh, my dad on holidays. That's just not a memory that I have really tightly, but there's just one of uh, every night playing cards and telling stories and I know that my dad was like super intentional about that and, and that's probably not everyone's experience um, but for me that's just like w- when you said that I know that as a kid all I knew that dad like we just did that that's yeah. what we did yeah. and to then become an adult mm. and to realize like that investment of time like he could have been doing anything else mm. like he could have literally like he had a job mm. and and a family you know, and a and, and things to get done and, you know, things to fix around the house, I'm yeah. sure. But every, every night it seemed like routine that he would spend mm. time with us. Mm. And, um, and now that's like, yeah, I think about that and then I compare it to, to Jesus and who, who God is. Mm. And God could literally be doing anything. Yeah. Like he could be creating a whole new world. Mm. Uh, he could be 
you know, spend it like he, he could be floating around and doing anything, but he actually chooses to spend time with you. Like he, he said, no, no, these other things aren't, aren't as important as just being with you. Mm. And that's the God we, we believe in. Yeah. One that is so present and with us and one that like, no matter what we're going through, just wants to actually sit down with us. Um, you know, my, my picture of God, you know, in my mind is just someone who'd take you out for a coffee you know, one of those conversations where you just talk for three hours and it's just like, you look at your watch and where did that time go? Yeah. You've had five flat whites and it's a great time. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's my picture of God, not yeah. this crazy, busy yeah, dude. Yeah, hurried rush, gotta be everywhere. Yeah. It's awesome. And I think, and again, this is one of the, my things I was reflecting on because even, you know, working in a, a school context and even working with primary schoolers, I think, um, in, a, in a camp context as well, like mm. just that urgency to get from one place to another because things are programmed, they're scheduled in, they're fixed and just saying kind of as that adult fixed, as that adult figure, like we got to go, we got to rush, like we got to hurry, like yeah. we got to get to this next and then we have this in play and you know, there's a schedule that we have to say fixed to and you're seeing like, you know, the, the one camper at the back who's just dawdling away, he's picked up a stick <laughs> and he's just admiring the stick because he figured out it's a sword and he can like, like swing this stick around. He's found another stick and his mate has found a stick and now they're talking about Sticks, but they're also talking about the insects on the sticks and they're having this moment of bonding and, and here we're just like come, come on us, what are we doing yeah and i know maybe there's some primary school teachers out there that are listening in that are just like yeah but like there are things we have to get to and like totally understand that yeah, like yeah. in the context of school but um just and again like i'm, I'm hearing what you're saying like just with your relationship and experience with your dad as well but there's definitely times in my life i think of just my parents like mom dad grandparents as well just yeah. these, these moments in my life where I can actually go back and remember like the setting around me like what I saw what I smelled like and, these and how you felt as well yeah and how yeah. I felt like and these are these childhood memories that weren't rushed like yeah because you miss that you miss those memories that are rushed and again this is probably that process as well because there's so many of those moments that have actually yeah. really like they they come back to me so quickly and I think you're a big part of, of building me and who I am in that process of becoming oh. as well um but yeah, there's there's things like that that was actually like, you know, I have to learn. <laughs> I have to learn in this, this yeah. journey as I grow older, but just grow wiser, um, grow on maturity and spiritual maturity as well and in and insecurity, like just what it looks like to, to be present with people mm. but also be present with God. And again, in, this, in a year that's had a lot of busyness, change, a lot of pivoting, I feel like pivot has been a very big, Pivot. pivot we've had to pivot it's like a friend's reference oh great Joey. great show yeah the lounge uh, no. Ross Ross pivot, pivot. Anyway. Um, and we have like it's come with a whole you know yeah whole list of things that we've had to get done and um, I think one of the things I've had to learn in this time is you know what are the things ask myself the questions like what are the things that I need to do today to best prepare me for tomorrow yeah. like if that's a list of tasks yeah. projects whatever people I need to get a hold to admin side of things everything like that. What are things I need to do today that best prepares me for tomorrow? Okay, what are those things? Jot them down and then ask myself the question of like, you know, what are the things I have to do today in order for tomorrow to just work? Or what are things I have to do today that I have to get in tomorrow when it comes to work, you know, study life, things like that. But then the third question I ask myself is like, what are things that I can just let go of? Like, what tasks can I just let go of today? Because I realized that in those first two questions, the things I said like, you know, what are things that I, I need to do today? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think of my friends. I didn't think of my family. I didn't think of, I thought of tasks. Like, 
what are things I can let go of so I can actually spend time either being present with the people I love or showing it to the people I know that need love or using that presence and that time to actually spend time with God as well. Come on. Let's wrap up there. We got through two of our four questions. Um, but that's okay. And I got to apologize. Like, have we got through the four? We've never done the four, Riley, you and I. Um, we've got such good intentions. But you know what? Like, we could... I want to talk about this topic more. Like, I, I, it's just so... It's so important. And I feel like I, I want to do an application this week. And it's, it's just come to my mind now. So, it's... Apologies if it's clunky. Um, but just looking at that idea of childhood memories. And, mm. like looking at what defines them it's the feeling it's the carefree nature of it it's just like oh the world is awesome yeah go ahead and create one this week carve out some time to do something just a Mm. little bit fun or a little bit like you know go create create a memory that you're going to talk about next time you have dinner as a family that's what i love is you know how often how often when you're having dinner with your family how often are you actually talking about things that are happening in the present more than off, more often than not in my family we just talk about memories that we've done yep. things that we, we've, we've experienced mm. uh, in our childhood you know and we just recapture or re- recount that kind of story to each other yeah. let's yeah. like spend time doing that go ahead and, yeah. and create something that's worth sharing you know at the dinner table um, just, just go in and enjoy a day mm. or, or an afternoon mm. or an hour um, if, you, if you're single you know, go out with your friends. If you're married, take your wife out or your husband out. If you've got kids, go take them to Cold Rock or <laughs> maybe get some lettuce instead or something like that. I don't, I don't have kids. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how sugar works. <laughs> uh, sugar's probably a bad idea. But, you know, just like be be present. Be mm. in the moment. Mm. Um, I know we gave a bunch of four Monday kind of tips in the message, but there's just another one that's come to mind yeah. of... of Hey, what happens when we slow down? We we create moments worth remembering, and, and there's something childlike about it as well. Like, it's part of that childlike faith journey too. Like, it is fulfilling and it is rewarding, but it's joyful as well. And then the moments when we are hurried and frantic, like it's frustration, and there's oh, I need to get to there. Mm. Like, it's a time of not just asking the question, what do I need to do next? But like, who am I becoming? But yeah. also, this is a God who wants us just to rejoice in what He has gifted us with and learning more about him in the process and more about others in ourselves too. So good. Great note to end on. Uh, really, yeah. A great day in the studio, Lock. Great day in the studio. Skittles and tea. Bit of English brekkie. It's going down well. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for being part of this moment. I, I hope you can slow down this week. Riley, I hope you you can slow down and enjoy. Yeah, well, I'm going to whack some aloe vera on this <laughs> on the sunburn and, and take some time too. Um, but same for you, Locke, in, in your holiday time of slowing down. But um, again, it's it's the challenge of that self-discipline in our everyday and it's small steps we take yeah. because it's journey, it's not destination. But yeah, let's let's make an effort, whatever it is, just to be slower this week. I'm stoked to hear what comes of it in our own community as people begin to slow down. Too good. Well, we'll see uh, you in a couple of weeks, I think. Um, but we've got Chris back next week. Oh. How good is that? Chris has had a whole month off, so we're ready to, to jump back in with pulling back in the old podlick. Great launch to good news. Awesome. We'll see you next week.
hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Beyond the Message podcast. It was great that you could uh, slow down and give some time of your week to listen to this experience. Uh, we're really grateful for that. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you this time next week for Beyond the Message.